my loves. I am so happy and so pleased to announce that this episode is brought to you by my very own company, Savage Chocolates, which is all about cultivating a more loving relationship to your body and to food. You know, we don't really believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well. And have you ever had that uh, candy bar or a thing of ice cream and you eat it and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember eating that. (laughs) Wait, where'd that go? (laughs) Well, that's why I created Savage Chocolates because I know the importance of pleasure. And I think that we don't slow down enough to actually experience it. And so... If you are wanting to eat mindfully, if you are wanting to be reminded of how to actually experience your pleasure, then please go to www.savagelosangeles.com to order your goods. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Monica Lauren, I'm so glad you're here. I am thrilled to be here. Absolutely thrilled. Thank you. Absolute gift. Um, so I always, I start every podcast, every chitty chat with asking you what your message is. Cause I firmly believe that you know, in the words of my dear friend, Mark Groves, he says, you make your mess into your message. Mm-hmm. And I find that that is it's kind of like what we we're just talking about. Like you embody it and you share it. So what are you embodying and how are you sharing that? Great question. So what am I embodying? Um, I am embodying love. (laughs) I'm embodying um, consciousness and infinite possibilities, infinite possibilities. What else is possible? Like we don't have to subscribe to anything. (laughs) We can do what we want (laughs) and own it. (laughs) Please. Yes, please. So how do you, so would you define yourself as a coach? Would you define yourself? How would you define yourself if you want to even be defined? Yeah, I mean, I, I I create, you know, communication labels for people to understand. I don't really define myself, to be honest with you, but it, it's helpful for communication and, you know, people need to understand what you're doing. <laughs> like, um, she's a dog. No, she's not yeah. a dog. <laughs> she's so many things. Don't label her. Let her be all of it and none of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like nobody in the words of Ram Dass. Yeah. Only nobody. Awesome. Um, cool. But yeah, I would say transformation and relationship coach, if you were to kind of just make it clear. Transformation and relationship coach. Yeah. And so what got you into this work? What was the catalyst? How did this all alchemize? Yeah, that's a deep question. I would say um, it started in the womb. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, came in um, intensely. There was a lot of trauma and that, that affects you. Everything affects you. So (laughs) I was two months early um, parents actually had me on the first date, conceived me on the first date. So that was just, they didn't know each other very well. <laughs> and that was an interesting dynamic. Yeah. However, yeah. However, I was really lucky. They, they actually met in a Buddhist community and yeah. And they were incredibly connected people, lots of trauma that they hadn't healed, but incredibly connected. So I have a really great foundation in terms of, um, just kind of trusting and having, um, I'm, I wouldn't call myself religious, but I have 
Buddhist principles in me. It's just like kind of believing that your pain is your medicine. Everything happens for a reason, compassion for all. Like that was embedded in me. Even though there was lots of chaos, that was still there. So yeah, mom and dad had a lot of stuff that they didn't heal before they had me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not alone here. (laughs) I'm smiling out of a place of, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, I had to heal a ton from dad being incredibly, um, you know, I would, I don't want to say toxic, but it was pretty toxic. Dad had a lot of narcissistic tendencies and addictions really, really bad. And so a young girl, not really having a father plus a toxic father, it, it does a lot to a young girl. I mean, to anyone. But um, I had to figure out why I kept recreating scenarios that were similar to my, you know, how my parents treated me or behaved. And it it was enough pain to start working on myself. So it's just, I always look at, we, you know, we change because we're super inspired. We've, We've connected to something greater than ourselves or there's enough pain. And I had the pain part. I got that piece. I know that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think the catalyst was when I was, I want to say 22 or 23, don't, I'm not good with timing. I'm just going to be honest right there. (laughs) Um, I kind of hit this point where nothing outside of me was, was creating happiness. I actually could feel that I was looking for happiness outside and I was like, none of it's working. What do I do? Like, I don't know how to do it to fix myself. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And I just kind of hit this breaking point. And I remember, I remembered, um, in high school, my PE class was Kundalini yoga. So yeah, I really got lucky with karma in this life. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school, girl? That's lit. Yeah. So I'm from LA and, um, I went to a music art magnet with cool, classes, artists and musicians and um, actors were at this school. So it's very little creative energy. Um, and we had that option as a, and I took it, I was like, I'm not doing physical education. I'm doing Kundalini yoga. <laughs> so I was meditating. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It changed my life. I think it got me through high school too. Um, so I remembered maybe that'll help. Maybe yoga will help. I don't know. And I just kind of trusted just that little voice. And that was the, the start. And it changed my life. It changed my life. And, and I started meditating regularly hours. Like there's this thing called sadhana and it's getting up really early and meditating for a few hours if you can, as long as you can. And when you're doing these practices to tune you in, you start receiving messages. You start getting downloads because you're clearing um, everything that's distracting you, you know, and you're getting more present with the things that, you know, you weren't really wanting to get present with and they start moving through you. So yeah, it just never stopped. I started tuning in and receiving information and just, I just went with it. I trusted, I didn't question. I was young enough to just go for it. I I didn't have a lot of conditioning of like, you will fail. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) So good. And yeah. 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 Wow. Um, Do you still have a a, a sadhana this, mor- this morning or just any day? Yeah. Do, you, do you still so, practice? I don't practice exactly how I was taught in Kundalini, but I do have practices 
that I do every single day. Absolutely. And everything is more in alignment with what my spirit and my heart wants. I just really am. That's just what has come through more and more as I've slowed down and tapped in. It's like, really, what is, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a specific practice from, you know, a place that says here, do this, Yeah, but it's it's become just like, what does my body want? I've done it enough. I've created the discipline enough where I'm going to do it no matter what. And I do, it feels good for me. Yeah. So good. We've kind of created that foundation of trust. That's it. Yeah. That's what, it's really important to do that. It's so, even if it's 10 minutes, you need that that discipline to create that trust in your body and your nervous system. So things can flow through you, you know, I love the word discipline too, as that choice. Discipline comes from disciple. Like, what are you a disciple? Are you a disciple for your business? Or are you like a disciple to your ego? I'm going to choose. What do you choose? It's all a choice. It is all a choice. We we really are the captain, the pilot, hundred percent. So you talk a lot and it makes me so filled with pleasure because that's like, so my MO about pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear why pleasure, what that means to you, what that practice is for you, how that gets embodied and how we can start practicing it ourselves. Cause I'm like, yes, I literally like shared some of your stuff. I was like, Oh my God, this queen is fucking giving me everything. Yeah, that is so powerful. I feel like that's really starting to come out more through the feminine and I'm seeing it more and more maybe because I'm tuned in, but it's coming through like we're healing sexuality. We're, we're really starting to see that it's fucking magic. Yeah. It is magic. Really it's funny. not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I've started dabbling with it. And then it's become now every day, I really try to tune into that because of studying. Um, I started with David Data. So he's a teacher that teaches spirit, you know, spiritual intimacy and polarity. And he was, you know, he's starting to say, like, if you really want to attract a masculine man, which I do, <laughs> you need to stop meditating and just get into your body and be in pleasure. And I'm like, what is this? Like, not that I stop meditating. I, you know, we all have a balance of all the energies, but. I wasn't doing that. And I was like, this is fascinating. So I started exploring what does that really mean? And, you know, doing tantric breath work and getting into the body and movement and really exploring that. And, um, I had these profound experiences breathing into my body, breathing into my lower parts of my body. If I can say Yoni, you know, breathing into that area and, and being activated. And, and as I opened that more and more, body, you know, totally started shifting and healing. Things started moving through me more. And I think pleasure is directly connected to receiving and opening. And as you open, you you receive more. (laughs) Why not go more and more into that? Why not? You know, it's just our ability to tune into our worthiness and our receiving is how we create that that dream it's all about that frequency that vibration and tuning into that and you have to make it a practice you know it's your yeah yeah I think we're so bad at receiving so many of us and as women in particular we're like all of our vectors are pointing out we're like take care of them take care of them do the work do the thing it's like all everything's going out why are we so yeah like what's what is the block do you think I think it's 
the lineage of conditioning, you know, we're taught all that we, we didn't come in like this as babies. We're pure. If you think about it, we're, we're curious and we're open. We're like, wow, you know, that's our natural state. So I think just we've passed it down from, you know, the beginning of time of whatever's happened, our history. And there was, you know, there was some, the feminism movement helped, but we got to, I feel like we're coming back to like maybe a little bit more of a balance of, um, you know, the feminine power and the feminine flow and the surrender is actually a really good thing as well as being a badass, you know, and taking charge and, you know, being equal. Um, so I just think we're, we're unlearning what we've learned from, you know, many, many years, many years of oppression and pain and, you know, power, you know, struggles with men and women, (laughs) (laughs) A, totally. B, um, for people who are listening and they're like, okay, cool. Like I want to get into my body. What is something that they could maybe start doing to get into that feminine energy? Great question. Dedicating a time every day to breathing down into your yoni and your legs. And I would even just lay down and just start breathing there. Don't have any destination. Don't, don't worry about anything happening, but just practice being there Mm. and being okay with that space. And, and, um, maybe start to bring in more love into that space and acceptance of whatever comes through. There's a lot of trauma that lives in that part of the body. So that can come through when we start doing this work. That's very common for women. So, you know, I, I would be gentle, but you can start with that and movement, obviously, dancing to one song a day, you know, you're probably going to actually want to do more as you get into it. Cause the feminine's nature is just like more and more and more once you activate it, <laughs> but at least committing to one song and maybe taking five minutes to just breathe down and just slow down and just start to notice you and feeling your beauty and your radiance and your essence and your love. Cause that's our nature. No doubt. Wow. Okay that already feels like I can breathe deeper. Yeah, it's so true. Just slowing down and actually offering ourselves the attention in the Mm -hmm. way that is so contradictory to how we're doing our life all the time, right? So it's like going from Mm -hmm. doing to being and just giving ourselves that permission slip. And and trusting if we slow down, everything's still going to be taken care of. Everything's still going to be handled and in fact, that's what masculine energy is in consciousness. So if we, we actually can, can learn to connect more with the universe as we do this, the universe has us, how much more can we trust to open and soften and trust that, that we're going to be held by that masculine consciousness, which is the universe, right? Yeah. That, and it goes back to that trust piece. Mm-hmm. It's so, so real. Like we have, it's that, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, Scott Kaufman. He's a coach. He does a lot of work with men and women in relationships. And he was talking a lot about like kind of standing in your power versus trying to like push your way through. Yeah. And the power is that act of surrender, that act of like, Mm -hmm. I know the universe has me rather than I need to force it into reality. Right. And, and really questioning, what is that, what is the intention with the forcing? Really, what is, let's be radically honest, what's really layered in there? You know, like, why are we forcing? Yeah, you know? and like, as if we had that much control. Exactly. 
like that's the funniest part. And I'm saying this to myself because I'm a big pusher. Like I push. Like I'm like, oh yeah, like this is my this is my work for a reason. Like I so I came from a family that was very much like I'm gonna do it and make it happen. And it like a lot of stuff got done, but a lot of pain was a part of that process and not a lot of receiving and not a lot of pleasure was a part of that. And and so I'm unlearning. I'm like untying those knots. Beautiful. They're big knots. Yeah. But you know, the deeper the the wound, the deeper the gift. So you're really going to understand the pleasure piece because you, you really have to dive into it. That's what's really amazing about the big knots. If you, if you're willing to go there. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So you talked to me a little bit about, it's such a, I mean, it's such like a kind of woo woo word, but like in essence, kind of like manifesting whatever it is that you want. Yeah. Like you can have the relationship or you can have the pleasure practice. You can have all the things and kind of helping people align into that. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that process and why it's important to you and maybe how we get there? Yeah, absolutely. So everything, again, it goes back to is what we learned. We believe um, based on what we were taught and that's our reality. And until we see something different, we don't think anything else, you know, is possible. However, we can absolutely shift that. And the first step is just tuning into, I can have a different reality. That's possible. And that's just a, that's massive. Just that in itself opens you up. Right. And so in what I've studied and and lots and lots of teachers and manifestation teachers, um, there's been kind of one theme, which is, um, embodying the energy of what you're wanting. And it goes back to the pleasure stuff too, which is getting in your body and becoming the frequency of it. So you can want all the things, but if you don't have the, the mind-body connection, the frequency, you know, it's really hard to create. It's kind of like there's no gap. You become it. Mm-hmm. So there's things in our life that are really easy to manifest. We're not thinking about them because we're like, yeah, of course I'm always going to have food. Of course I'm always going to have my bills paid. Of course I'm always going to get this and that. We are it. it is, there is no gap. It's just it is. So there's no heaviness. There's no weight. So it's, it's important to, to understand that if you want that bigger thing, we have to kind of tune into what's the vibration of this and how do I make this normal? No big deal. Yeah. 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 Do you find that there, I mean, you mentioned that there's an intersection between pleasure and manifestation. I have read quite a bit about using pleasure as a tool for manifestations, like turning the volume up. Can you talk to us about that? Yes. Yes. So (laughs) I have absolutely connected with pleasure and things I've wanted and actually have thought about the things I've wanted during pleasure practices. And it doesn't even have to be a full blown pleasure practice. It can just be feeling the pleasure (laughs) Um, or, you know, (laughs) and it, it's the energy is so powerful that you literally become a magnet to what you want. And you guys, I cannot recommend this practice enough. I, <laughs> I have been, I have been actively practicing a, a okay. with manifestation and it is like turned up the volume exponentially. Yeah. Um, I've been doing yeah. it for my business and I've been doing it for like a few days and I'm already seeing like maybe seven yes. times as much business. <laughs> In like, I'm like, wait a second. This is exactly. It works. It's real. You're 
Yeah. I mean, it's such think about how powerful sexual energy is. Yes. It's energy. You're like charging your body and you're raising that frequency. And so, yeah, it's like this massive battery of just like, just boom, here it is. And it's, you know, you become that. Yeah. And it's so like, bi- like our biology is so charged with it too. Like, it's not only like this, like kind of woo woo, like energy, situation, <laughs> but it's also like so primal. Absolutely. And we're getting into the body more and we're getting into like grounded energy, which is really, I think too, a big part of manifesting is being fully here, showing up fully and getting in your body. Absolutely. A big part of manifesting. Um, yeah, I've, I've manifested, I've manifested guys with pleasure practices. I manifested money. (laughs) I'm working on both of those things. (laughs) (laughs) it's really fun and just it just feels good regardless of what's coming in you're it's just the act itself it's a gift it's a gift and your pleasure is a gift to the world I believe that 100 percent just we are transmitters our bodies are transmitters everywhere we go everywhere we show up people are feeling our energy whatever we're thinking about and focusing on and feeling so you are literally impacting the space with what's flowing through your body. Imagine pleasure beaming through your body. I mean, yes. More radiant. Are like, please, yeah, yeah. please more. <laughs> All we need is, you guys, it's so, and it's true. Like our energy speaks for us before we even open our mouth. Um, and that is the truest truism. Are you familiar with Mama Gina's work? I don't know. No, tell me. She's wonderful. She wrote a book called Pussy. That's a a about reclamation. It's like about like empowering the feminine. And and she's like everything you just described, I feel like she's like Mm -hmm. very much embodiment of, um, she has a school called the School of Womanly Arts Mm -hmm. in New York. And it is that. It's just like pure radiance. It's so good. Absolutely. It's pure radiance. And that's what creates polarity in relationships. If you're looking for that, you know. Talk to us about polarity in relationships. Oh, right. This is one of my favorite subjects. I'm so into this right now. I mean, I'm still well, diving into the, the depths of it, but I'm definitely able to share um, some gems with you. By the way, for those of you listening, like any teacher who doesn't say that they're still diving into the depths of something, <laughs> run away. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's like, I figured it all out. I'm done learning about this <laughs> You're like, that's some scary shit. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> so like, thank you for being like, I'm still learning. Cause like we all are. And anyone says they're not scary stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, polarity. That, thank you. Polarity. Polarities. So let's talk about chemistry. We need two different charges to create, you know, uh, an arc of energy. So two of the same energies are going to kind of be a bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. So in sexual relationships, polarity is what creates that chemistry, mm-hmm. right? And one person needs to embody either that feminine flow or that masculine consciousness. And we can have both. It doesn't matter the sex. It doesn't matter your gender. It just, it's the energy. So throwing all that out, just throw away all that. We can be anything. Um, and you can literally consciously become a like transmitter to invoke something from the person you're connecting with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've practiced it in my own relationships and the pleasure practices really help with this. So you can literally 
breathe in movement and pleasure and love. And in my own experience, I've found that this literally polarizes a man's consciousness and presence. If, if, if it's, you know, someone who's of integrity, obviously, you know, and somewhat open to this, um, we can polarize our partners to be more, more consciousness or more radiance. Right. So imagine tuning into someone and just continuing to invoke like the depth of their deepest essence. I mean, you can, like, this is unbelievable. Like it's a spiritual practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be interesting because going back to what we were first start, you know, starting to talk about of just bringing pleasure back in and, and women are very masculinized right now and really learning how to trust and open and surrender more to kind of the masculine. Right. And that can be really scary for women because there is a lot of conditioning around that and we're still kind of unraveling um, maybe a new paradigm of of healthy leadership and healthy surrender if that makes sense yes you know I just have to take ownership because I can hear I can hear the listeners being like how yeah, exactly. Exactly. exactly the surrender to the masculine can Absolutely. you unpack that a little bit Right. And that, that goes down to trauma that goes down to, you know, there has been a lot of abuse in history. There has, but if you're really to tune in to your essence, a lot, you know, especially for a feminine being, it doesn't matter the gender, a feminine being deep down, we truly want to surrender like deep down in a safe way with a person of integrity mm-hmm. and this is actually incredibly liberating for a feminine essence being um and it's we're still you know it's it's new it, in, to some degree to really um tune into this but um i don't know for if you were to kind of access that for yourself like what i want to know what comes up for you and i can kind of dive deeper into that that will help me go more so here's here's what I'm hearing in the voices of people listening yeah so to surrender to my partner does that mean I just like stop working and I let him take care of me now (laughs) like I don't get to do anything like I have to just surrender absolutely not no you are absolutely completely autonomous um so there's three stages of relationships like the first stage is my voice there too was cute (laughs) absolutely totally valid totally valid so there yeah first there's three stages in a relationship so the first stage and this is from one of my david data actually one of my teachers um first stage is, is someone who's um kind of like me 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 i just me kind of like i do what i want um kind of like you know kind of a I don't want to say selfish, but kind of selfish, right? Um, which is good. We need to actually have that. And that's the first stage. We do need to embody that. Second stage relationship is, oh, I have me. I know me. I take care of me. I'm good. I don't need you. Okay. So that's going to discard all that. <laughs> um, but I also see you. So I'm also tuning into your needs too. We are a team. Like we can work together, right? So that's the second stage. Third stage, I can only take myself so far. I am whole. I'm complete. I don't need you, but you, I, there's somebody out there or, or people, it doesn't have to be one person, you know, 
have many relationships, whatever, um, that can take me deeper than I can take myself. Mm. And it's two whole cups coming together Mm. and going further. What keeps us stuck in stage one? Um, You know, not willing to look at our pain and trauma and see, you know, what our fears and um, really doing that inner work and staying in our patterns and believing, no, there is no man that's going to have integrity and can, can lead me deeper than I can lead myself and, and staying in that story. That's a story that yes, you're valid in your feelings 100, but guess what? There are fucking conscious, beautiful embodied men who are doing amazing shit in the world who want to lead you with beauty and depth and integrity and go take you deeper than you can take yourself. They're out there hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so good. Yes. And then is there a reason that people can stay at stage two where they're like, I'm like, we're autonomous, but like, I'm not going to start like, we're kind of like, I feel like these two entities that. Yeah. Right. So, so from what I've studied, um, the key is, is getting, again, you're, you have awareness of your patterns, but we're not shifting them. So mm-hmm. let's say there's something coming up and instead of, going into the root of the pain, you're, you're staying in your story, you're staying in it. So the way that we can totally clear our trauma is diving deep into it and revealing it from the truth of our heart, the scariest fucking thing that we don't want to do. That exactly, that actually what's going to help invoke if it's, let's just say a feminine bodied person invoke the consciousness. It's the truth of your, of the vulnerable heart from your body. Mm. He isn't, his consciousness will be invoked from that. And that's the work. That's the, for, that's the practice. And that's the, the root of actually what, you know, David Data teaches and a couple of their teachers that I study from him. So the hardest thing, but you can literally, that's stage three is that spiritual transformation with your partner. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that? Wonderful. Yeah. yeah and, like, and like you said about like changing our story, like that is a conscious choice. So like we can stay stuck in our patterns of like, no one can ever meet me. Yeah. Like no one shows up for me. No one, you know, is good enough for me or I'm not good enough for them. Whatever your story is, you can stay stuck there or we can consciously choose those, choose a new belief system, a new thought pattern through practices like embodiment and pleasure. hundred percent. And what comes to me too, as you say that is um, really getting into your heart and living from this place, you know, and yeah, and that's a massive piece. And another thing that's coming to me is how can you become an Oracle for your partner? How can you free them? How can you, yeah, right. And tuning into something greater. How can I free my partner's heart? Like how can I show up and be committed to the truth? Committed, no matter what. Can you imagine just two beings come to get coming together and just I'm committed to keeping my heart opening open and helping you wake up (laughs) and myself, (laughs) right? One hundred percent. Yeah. What have you have you seen? I mean, it's like. I, and I know people in partnerships like this. So I, I personally have seen it, but just have yeah. you seen? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. Okay, so have, A, have you seen it? And then B, where does, 
this is what's coming up for me as you say this. Like I'm a big believer in like people are here to be our teachers. You know, people are here to be, um, to show us reflections of ourselves, to show us our shadows, to show us our illuminations, to show us all the things. So like when we find a partner that does that, that doesn't necessarily mean that like there are our lifetime situation or does right. it? I mean, um, yeah, no, no, it, it, it does help to have one person to commit to, um, to, to really do the work. But, um, to answer the first question, yes. Um, I have definitely seen it. I've seen things that are, I am striving to open up to that are unbelievable next level shit, like with just two people coming together and creating the most insane magic with each other's energies and consciousness and, and just their intention to wake the fuck up together. And yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you. This is like 17th of all, cause this is so good, but where, so if, if partners are listening to this, if like a couple is listening to this or one of the, one of the two people are listening to this and they're like, hell yeah, I want to go deeper with my partner. Like yeah. seems like he or she is open to this and yeah. they're, they're open to this, that, or the other thing, but I don't know where to start. Like, do you have a recommendation yeah. of any books or any yeah. programs that you're yeah. offering or anything yeah. like that yeah. that people can have? Oh, there's so many things. Yes. Um, well, great book is um, Way of the Superior Man by David Data. I highly recommend that to everyone and anyone that's open to this. If you have any, any sort of like, ooh, what's that? That's the just a brilliant book. It's, it's two men, but women um, can absolutely get so much um, incredible information from that book to understand um, just polarity and energetics and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, John Wineland is an amazing, amazing teacher. He has incredible programs. He actually, I actually do one of his virtual workshops that has changed my life. It's his virtual workshop. It's insanely affordable. I actually recommend that to everyone. If they're interested, it's he has actual practices, um, and just, and just, hours and hours and hours of a lot more of what we're talking about. So it's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> this is like such a helpful podcast. This yeah. is so, so powerful. What you're, mm-hmm. what you're offering us. I, I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel called to ask it. So I'm following my intuition. Do you find that people in open partnerships, this sort of, do you, A, do you think that that's a thing that that's like possible? And B, do you find that this work can be helpful in that sort of scenario. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I feel like everyone, it, it, they, they need to do what they are drawn to do, whatever it is to each their own 100%. And, and this, this work is good for that for one-on-one, um, anything I, you know, personally in my own preference, I think that having a partner to really focus on and commit to and dive in is really pivotal for, um, getting to the deeper shit. So it's like, as you commit to someone, you're actually committing to yourself. If you look at them as a spiritual teacher and there's nothing wrong with open relationships. Absolutely. I have no judgment on that To you know, but if you really want to use your, and this kind of dives into that other question, use your relationship as a way to awaken, which you absolutely can. You can either become a monk or get into relationship. That's what one of my teachers used to tell me. <laughs> one or the other. Um, either go so deep into yourself or so yeah, deep into another soul. Exactly. <laughs> so fucking lit. I love it. <laughs> um, 
that, that commitment to them is really commitment to you because they'll be your mirror and wake you the fuck up. No if doubt. you choose, if you find the aligned person, obviously, you know, or people. Even yeah. the unaligned ones are showing you the unaligned parts of you, you know? Right. right. Well, I mean, that could be aligned too. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Oh, I love, them. I love those relationships. They show me the shit. I'm, I, I'm a big component of let me say my shit, like as Same. much as I get in the moment. Yes. Um, Sometimes I don't want it in the moment, but yeah, I do want it. No, you can, yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely horrendous in the moment, but yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's, if you can dive in, oh my God, the other side is the true freedom. It's like, we're here to just keep opening our hearts and align with our deepest truth. And if we just keep seeing the shit in the way, we will clear our channel and be, be available for whatever the fuck we want. Boom. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm making it sound simple and easy, but it's not. It's okay. Yeah. It's hard it's to talk, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It's just so worth it to dive in and just trust that on the other side of that thing that you don't want to look at is your freedom, is your liberation, is your infinite possibility, is your openness for the next thing. It's the space. We have to create the space. On the other side of the thing you don't want to look at, you guys, that's where the liberation is. Can we get an amen in this house? Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, so I just looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, wow, it's already been 40 minutes. Um, will you answer like a few little like rapid fire questions for me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make these up off the top of my head. Great. To me, pleasure is? Yum. <laughs> yeah, that's coffee <laughs> or tea. I didn't hear what you said. Coffee or tea? Uh, both. Dope. Um, sex or sleep? Mm, both can I have both <laughs> and because you're the pleasure queen you're allowed okay I'm uh, like yes thank you. <laughs> um to me the thing that I'm most inspired by is love mm, love is <sighs> love is everything mm-hmm. the thing I'm most grateful for right now is mm this moment with you Mm, such a gift and if I could wave a magic wand and let everybody know one thing it would be you're so fucking worthy and everything you want you can have let's all take a collective deep breath on that one that was good (laughs) (sighs) Mm. (laughs) Monica thank you so much for being here Thank you. This was fun. I'm so happy. Such a gift. How can we find you? Where do we we go? Um, Right now, Instagram is is very um, my main go-to at Monica Loren. So L-O-R-E-N. And I have a website, again, same thing, MonicaLoren.com. But most of my magical juice goes to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) A <laughs> little bit of Facebook, but you know, you can find me that way too, Monica Loren. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. You are so beautiful and your wisdom is profound. Thank you. I feel the same way. I'm so grateful for you and whoever's listening, you guys are amazing. You are capable and let's just open up to, to bigger possibilities. What else? Next level. 
Let's do this. All right, you guys, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to this wisdom, to listen to uh, all this goodness. Um, Once again, gentle reminder to please check out savagelosangeles.com to learn more about my new company that I'm so proud of. I hope it inspires you to create and cultivate a life that you dig. Um, And also, if you are down and have, you know, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds, then please, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy. Just give it five stars. Maybe say a few kind words. And if you dug it, please share it with your friends. I would be over the moon with gratitude. Um, All right. You guys are the bee's knees. Much love. Stay savage. Stay savage.